tree in, there's a tree in my hair. Hello, and welcome to the Sausage Sizzle. I'm Jack. I'm George. And I am Blake. We are Sizzle Real Studios, and we're here today with our good friend, Bundy. Hi. Bundy. I'm Bundy. Now, yes. do you want to be introduced as Bundy or... Uncle Bund? Uncle, Uncle Bundy. Yeah. Uncle Bundy. Let's get creepy. Let's get creepy and say <laughs> Uncle Bund. So this is Daddy Bundy. Daddy, ooh. And he will be joining us today for some little chats around the barbecue. Yes. So, Bundy, um, we yes, met you. Well, George met you. I met you. Rufus, um, wasn't it? In your place of work, correct? <laughs> yes, Rufus. It Rufus was, uh, just saw. Yeah, we did. Uh, was it the Rufus concert, wasn't it? The it kid? was. We were setting up the bars for yeah. Rufus to saw. And um, the first experience with Bundy was... I thought he was going for a dap, but he was going for a handshake. And the first thing he says is, work on your fucking handshake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a good vibe from you straight up. Yeah. So I thought that I can have that bit, little bit of rapport yeah. and give you a bit, a bit of shit. And, no, it was good. No, but I do, but, but my main gig is um, I do bar ops for, um, for festivals, um, music festivals, uh, concerts, promotion Come, go on tours and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, good so stuff. Front, front, what is a what is a bar op? Bar ops is we do um, all the alcohol, all the bars. So um, for example, there will be um, at every every festival, every music festival, there's alcohol bars. So we look after all the logistics. We set up the bars, bar ops, and then we manage the bar as well during the day. And mm. then we we bump it out at the end. So um, the company would be the licensee. And then we'd just take care of everything. And I don't know what the ins and outs of the contracts between the bar ops people and the organisers, but yeah, they'll work out so whatever. And then, uh, yeah, we just no, go it's from a, there. It's a good, good gig. Stuff. It's a good gig. And it takes you around the place a little bit. Yeah, well, I just come back from um, a touring with Zachariah um, Touring. They do mm. By the Sea and uh, what was the other? Somersault. So you've nice. just been on a three week tour with him on the East Coast and just got back. Did Somersault hit Perth? Somersault did hit Perth. We did. Um, we actually did a concert. We did four gigs in three days. So we did. Um, I think we were in Coffs Harbour on the Friday, and then on the that was Somersault, and then on the Saturday we did By the Sea in Gold Coast on in, in um, Southport. Uh, Somersault. In Frio, that, that, that gig went to Frio, and then on the Sunday, Somersault came to the Gold Coast. Right. <laughs> so, Jeez. yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was a pretty yeah, hectic, hectic weekend. So, yeah. yeah, it seems like they treat you well. Um, you, you had called me during one of <laughs> yeah. your, your trips away and um, FaceTimed me and showed me around your entire hotel. I think now the <laughs> butt ass naked. You're yeah, like, I, I might <laughs> look at my couch, <laughs> look at this view. I think that the industry now realizes that because, because it's, it's quite seasonal, so. Mm. They want the good people to come back, so they pay you really well and they treat us. They mm. treat us really well. Yeah, so yeah it's, it's, good good. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, the first day, um, started. I knew that's what do you do to George? And George was saying that he's a filmmaker, and then mm. my ears pricked up because I came <laughs> back to Perth. Um, I don't looking, going. I, you know, I'm studying at SAE at um, a film, so mm. we just started talking mm. about that, which is yeah, pretty cool. Stuff. Yeah, interesting. And then, and then into the TAFE conversation. Got into it. Yeah, and now we're here, sitting in Blake's backyard. We've collabed a few times as well. We have, mm. we have, we mm -hmm. have. Yeah. So um, the, uh, we've mainly been working with the Muay Thai Grand Prix. Yep. The first project was we did a, a couple. I, I took a, I took some footage of a the last show and mm. uh, George put a video uh, a video a together. Highlight reel. A little yep. highlight reel. Yeah. We put that one together, and then uh, they asked us to do um, 
like a a pre-fight interview so like a like a ufc embedded type of thing just to get to showcase the fighters on the main card so we've done that so yeah and i'm hoping to get some more future projects happening with you guys 100%. we've got lots on the way it's good. quite no. keen on that actually yeah i like the way you work it's um when i when i first sent you a draft for a video i was doing you um <laughs> you recorded a live reaction yeah. to my draft <laughs> and you texted it to me might put that up there right? yeah, yeah i'll cut it into the video yeah, yeah. I, I know that that's was good like, I, I don't know i got a like I met George, mm. uh, got a good vibe from George. Even though, like, let's just get this right. I'm 53. These guys are how 21, old? 21. Yeah. 21. These guys 21, are 30 yeah. years younger than me. <laughs> but I, I've got a real youthful, I don't know, <laughs> immature uh, persona. Zest, zest, zest for life. Yes. Zest for life. Spicy, yeah. And so I really connect with the youth, and I can see, and I and the, the, I don't know, but I got a good vibe from George mm. and then we started talking about collabing and then obviously you got you you started talking to these guys and I just had a good vibe and then we're all, we cre creatively I think we're on the same page 100% mm. yeah you know it, it's that vibe it's like I've, we've talked I've talked about this before with you guys about how we um um we're all vibrations we're all vibrations and and we seem to resonate with the people that are vibing the same mm -hmm. it's like when people are sad they 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 they, they give out a, a low frequency so they attract that low frequency people when people are happy you know they're, they're infectious and that attracts the high the high yeah. frequency people mm. so yeah i think that's why we, we've yeah. been resonating as well yeah so. no i describe myself as a vibrator um so <laughs> the... <laughs> well no it's definitely that we're all on the same creative page because um well actually if you're like bouncing ideas off each other yeah. which is what we exactly what we do then you can definitely tell that there's a creative connection there yeah uh, i just that yeah the, that that there was there mm. the, between me and you i haven't really worked with with uh muncie Mr. here yet muncie. no He's well, just I mean, a tall, was... dark, and, and handsome, brooding, mysterious guy. <laughs> mm, <laughs> the mystery man. Mystery mullet man. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, um, these guys were, what, started working on the Muay Thai, like, you know, pre-show thing. Yeah, yeah. And I was just, like, chilling in Rotter. Yeah, you were in Rotter, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, you had a week away with the boys, didn't you? Yeah, was how, how was that? Tell us about that. Like, uh, Good. Exciting. Mm. Silly. Silly. Yeah, it got a bit silly. Silly. Got a bit silly. Silly yeah. sausage. That's a silly sausage on it. <laughs> so um, you guys, I mean, you're, you're really close and everything. Mm. So it's your show, but I'm asking questions. No, <laughs> no it's right. we love it. It's great. Um, it's your show. It's your. Um, you guys are so close and working hand in hand, but you obviously have a social network outside of this. Oh, so uh, yes, yeah. absolutely. So you've got, yeah. got your you got your close knit friends. That no, you these do. guys yeah. are my only friends. I don't talk to anyone else. Sizzle <laughs> for life. Sorry, <laughs> mate. Let's go back. Go on about running. Tell, 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 tell us about your story. Tell us about your group, and yeah. then we, yeah. we can go through exploring uh, our different network. Oh, fuck. Oh, these boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Met all in high school. I guess we kind of formed a group. Year eight, nine, mm. and it's been uh, bonding since then interesting since uh then yeah um you know we've all kind of like a lot of people kind of like fizzle out after high school um like the kind of group gets smaller and smaller but yeah. we found that our group got bigger and bigger mm. um as like it's like we had a group but then like more people kind of joined it after the years of high school and it's like people that were in our high school kind of like you know jumped in mm. it was um after i met george actually Funny enough, like one of our, you know, those like group words that you have to like, that you say like that, own, yeah, yeah. that only your group knows. Yeah. 
Um, we have a word. Yeah, we have a word that's like, it's called door. <laughs> door. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, that's what I mean. That it's was like, say something happens, like it's a bad, a bad reaction. You go, oh, door. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, damn, or something. When George crashed the car, we will just, door. Yeah. yeah. So, ah, like, these, these, guy, these guys have picked up um, from my group. But then when, yeah. when um, I was telling um, my mates about my film course and how I met, a guy named George Dawes. They were all like, "No way!" Like, <laughs> Dawes. you know, a guy with like the last name of our word. And then like they <laughs> ended up meeting him word. at meeting him at um one of my um I think it was my what? New Year's Eve party. One of my new yeah New Year's Eve party. And then they were like, everyone was chanting my name, and I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cult. It's a cult thing. Our group. I don't know. I had no clue about it, so I rock up to this party, and everyone's like, "Are you George?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And like. George Dawes, and I was like, "Yeah, no, like, Dawes," and I was like, "What?" Yeah, I, I think in every group and every society, they've had like a secret handshake. So yeah. I think that, that, mm -hmm. that's just a, a, an evolution of that. Yeah, yeah you, I mean, it's just like a, a secret just word. a word. It's a way of bonding with people. It's like you have a language with them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, man, it's a great segue of I, I think. Do you think it's important to have that sense of belonging? I see that you kids. You do have a oh, good yeah. close knit bunch yeah, of friends, yeah, and and that sense of belonging. Yeah, mm. I think Oof. I think it's important having yeah at least close friends. You don't need like a whole friend group, but as soon as I reckon, you definitely need some friends. Yeah, uh, no, no, hundred percent. <laughs> we, we need people around you us. Definitely do. Is it's that, yeah. yeah I so. think that's why art is such an important thing because I came from say like a, a background where I didn't really know a lot of people mm. like growing up I didn't know a lot of people so mm. um pretty much what got me through the fucking hard times was just the art that was around you know whether it was books or movies or whatever you know yep. uh, I think that's a reason I'm so passionate about writing and stuff like that mm. yeah. it's just because for people that don't have that in other people you got to find it elsewhere yeah or else like you can't survive without it, you know what I mean? Is it, is it a form of escapism um, type of thing? Oh, hundred percent. But uh, also just a way to bond with something that's yeah. not yourself, you know? No, you know, you're like you're reading a Damn. book. You're you're connecting with something that's outside of your own mind. And if you don't have other people that you can connect to, that's a powerful it's thing. It's going back to being present and in the moment. Yeah. 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 And and <laughs> no, it's taking it's taking uh, time for yourself. Also, like you know, that's, yeah, that's a good it. way to you know find relaxation. You can obviously work hard and. I'm quite a believer that everyone should have at least a few hours during the day of just chill out time. Your own time? Yeah. What's That's it called? Is it that George calls it balance. Balance? balance? Yeah. I, I think balance. so as well. I think you need that time for yourself to work on yourself. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because you, you, you like, look, I, I think that working hard, working on yourself, whether it be through fitness, mind, um, body, uh, meditation, you know, like, for example, I, I do meditation. Um, I work on myself physically mm -hmm. and cold plunges, diet. And I think you have to work on yourself because if, you, if you're going to give love mm. back to other people, if you, wanna, if you want that person that wants to give love to other people, you've got to have to create love for yourself. Mm. Because oh, if you can't do if you, if you, you get a lot of people that just give, 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 then all of a sudden they, they've got forget nothing about else themselves. to give. Yeah, they forget about they themselves. They forget about it. And then they have a nervous breakdown. You have to work on yourself to... You have to love yourself. You know, does that make sense? You love to, yourself in order to be loved. In order to give love. True. So, we are, you, uh, George, you are right. This what this what really spins me out about you, young people. This generation is you're fucking. You're so empathetic. You're so. 
Yeah. Self-aware. Self-aware. But some aren't. You know, it was kind of, there, there was a period maybe 10 years ago where, say, just meme culture alone was revolved around hurting people and stuff. Yeah. And now it's revolved around. Yeah. Oh, you don't you don't kiss the homies goodnight? Yeah, exactly. Thank it's God. like, it's all about like, spreading uh, love. Like, kiss the homies mm. goodnight. Yeah. You know, you can, it's so funny, <laughs> meme culture is such a fuck thing, and it's probably an exclusively youth thing, but it just, it shows exactly what, what the mindset is like now. Like when COVID first started, the memes were like, oh, you think there's a super virus? You're, you're a weird hermit, whatever. And then a few weeks into it, when it was becoming serious, it was like, oh, you don't think it's real? You're yeah. a weird hermit, you know? Yeah. It's like, I think um, this generation is very, very sensitive they'll find ways to get triggered and just mm. like it really victimhood? annoys me. You're saying yeah, more like, of a victimhood? Yeah. And no, just keyboard warriors, you know, like. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but I feel like it's kind of let's the go, older demographic go that gets more like offended because you're like, oh, you're changing the name of a brand of cheese to not be a racial slur. How dare you? I want my cheese to be a racial slur. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's actually the older generation trying mm. to like fit in. Whereas we're just like, it's not that we're getting <laughs> triggered over it. It's just like, oh, actually. Do we need but, to call um, cheese that? No, apparently, so my mom was telling me that they're thinking about getting rid of the Roll Doll books because it's offensive to people. Oh, they that's fucked. Because that's um, fucked. Matilda, so Matilda yes. was bullied as a kid. They're like, we can't have that in a kid's book because that's <laughs> going to give kids a reason to bully. It's like, I don't think I read a Roll Doll book and be like, all right, now I'm just going to go fucking beat right. someone up, you know? Like, fucking. But that's that's dangerous in itself, just taking away literature. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's, basically, they're, they're changing history. Because that's what, look, I think taking away, banning, cancelling things that were made 50 years mm. ago is wrong. Yes. Yeah, because that's no what the mindset was 50 that was years the culture, ago. Yeah. That, was, that the was the culture. We've thing. moved on. Mm. And we can say we can say that we were... We did things wrong. Slavery. That was yeah. wrong. Oh, yeah. 100%. But we still, we don't, we don't erase that, do we? No, you can't. No. We have to learn. Fucking That's the thing. That's what they want to do, though. Yeah. That was wrong. Don't cancel that. Let's learn about that shit. Mm. Like UK schools, I was hearing about this the other day, are removing um, these bits from history because they're like, oh, we don't want people to know that slavery can be real. So what? if they don't know about it. Have you read 1984? No, we, we, we talked about this. No, yeah, I haven't. Wait, yeah, what? Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah, so they're just not going to teach parts of history exactly but that's because not, that's it's like, if we don't tell them about slavery they won't know it's real and they won't ever become do slavery it. yeah <laughs> it's like um, but then when they're when they're like 30 they're like hang on i can do this what if i can just like, <laughs> like what if what i, I this keep someone as but a they're pet? gonna they're gonna find out either way it's not slavery yeah. it's a pet i love that i love that person but like could um, you imagine you're like 30 years old they're like oh you're just having a chat and they talk about slaves and you're like what the fuck are slaves yeah what's going on here it's a new band <laughs> but the book by George Orwell wrote it in like the uh, 1940s. The whole yeah. concept, it was like a um, totalitarian vision of the future. The whole concept was that they're reducing the language and not teaching words that relate to an undesirable act in the eyes of government. Yep. So if you don't have the word associated with the thought, you can't then think about it. You know, it's like if you don't know the word missile, you're not going to know a missile exists yeah. and you're not going to be but able to create that, one to kill Does that people. not just make like generations get... Slowly Dumb. dumber. dumber. Exactly. Yeah. But that, exactly dumber. in the book, that's what the government wants, right? Yeah. And it's it's interesting that schools are starting to pull back on what they're teaching people. Although, hang on, before I forget it, you mentioned fucking Roald Dahl, if I said that right. Uh, I want to say yeah. on that, removing negative storylines to promote a positive viewpoint is 
the most bullshit. It is yeah. the most bullshit. How you, you can't just have all positive in the world. No. Like you need he a negative message you to portray. Have good it. without bad. That's exactly. it. And you know, fucking, <laughs> not a great example of a show, but Thirteen Reasons Why. You know that yeah. show? Yeah. What was that? That was a Nanny Flight show, wasn't it? A Netflix show, yeah, yeah, about a girl that kills herself, right? And then she has a list of Thirteen Reasons Why she killed herself. And there's an ending scene, a disgusting scene in which you see her slit her wrist and it doesn't cut away. It's a very graphic scene. Yeah, Blood is. goes everywhere and she dies on camera. And so that was out for a bit and I watched it and I thought it was quite an impactful scene because a lot of people thought the show glorified suicide, but then once you get to that scene, it's a really horrifying a scene horror, and yeah. it's like, you think no, we're going to encourage it. Yeah. So then a few months later or a few years later, Netflix was like, wait a minute, and they cut that scene from the show. Did they actually? Yeah. That, so now you've got all the... Hey, what? Thing that kind of glorifies. Oh, I remember this girl the... killed herself. She's cool now. And then they yeah. cut the graphic scene. What? So now it kind of ends, and you're like, I might go kill myself for attention. Yeah, yeah. just for I mean? attention. But you get that. It, it, oh, like the social container of. Yeah, it's such a damaging. Dude, season so two dangerous. fucked me up. I don't know if they kept season two. You know how he had the broomstick shoved up his ass. What, what the? What no, is this? Show? I've never seen it. <laughs> this no. is a Netflix show, yeah. Because yeah. the the second season was building up to a school shooting. Yeah, so he fully gets a broomstick shoved he up his ass, and then yeah. he like does a school shooting on the next episode. Oh, All yeah. right, so yeah, that's fucked. No, I think it's really damaging, and that's again going back to sorry to talk about it, but fucking writing. You know, I think it's so important to talk about like psychologically. Writing, like, with my books. Writing. Writing, that's... I think I mean, like... I'm Aussie. Writing. Right. We're just talking about broomsticks. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And I don't see a lot of representation of negative mental health in media, like, accurate representation. Like, it's becoming better now with shit like um, mm. BoJack Horseman, where it's actually portraying shit accurately. Yeah. But... Is that, nah. is that a, a, like a comedy as well? Is it, that's is it a, written in comedy? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And it's a cartoon. It's about a horse yeah. character. It's like a dark yeah. comedy. Yeah. Yeah, very, and it's like the most accurate representation of Hollywood and mental health I've ever seen in anything. Uh, that's what I mean. It goes back to being sensitive. Like, p- people have now restrictions on what they can creatively make. Mm. Oh, which um, is I fucking think wrong. Which is wrong because people will find ways to cancel you just, you know, because they can. And yeah, then, it's so dumb. Yeah. You know, like people tried to cancel Eminem recently for his Love the Way You Lie song. And that's like his mildest song. And they're like, he talks about burning a house with a woman in it. But so long ago, again. He hates women. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to his song titled Kim. I don't know. Where he have. sings in graphic detail about murdering his wife named Kim while the baby watches. Damn. Mm. Damn. But well, no, that song's fine. It's bizarre. <laughs> This is well, I mean, it's expression. It's, it's expression. Like, <laughs> Everybody. I mean, or is to it be like fair. a reenaction? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like with a case like Eminem, if he hadn't have had the chance to express himself and be heard by people, I wonder if his dark thoughts would have translated to more than just thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, yeah, so I if we start stripping back what's allowed to be said, it's like people are going to keep this bottled up. It's mm-hmm. not being expressed and dealt with. And if you start, if you start censoring a lot of things, the negative parts of life are going to be hidden away in the dark. We mm. can't see these people, so we can't regulate them. Mm-hmm. The moment you're feeling down, you're like, I'm truly alone in this because I don't see this anywhere. What yeah. is this feeling? Yeah. You, I, I think that I think we shouldn't be censoring anything mm. at all. I agree. You gotta give up you gotta give humans, you gotta give people the the opportunity to say it is fucking wrong or it is bad. Mm. You let us let let us use our own determine our own judgment. Use our own judgment to determine whether that is wrong and that is that what is right. I don't want anyone else telling me 
how to think. No. You know? Damn. That's the wor- that's the, probably the worst way you can go. Yeah. 100%. Now, the moment you walked through the backyard gates there, Bundu, you, you, you brought up an interesting topic that I wasn't expecting. You grew up in Perth, yeah, Bundu? That's correct, yeah, born mm. 1970. In the 1970s? In the 70s, in the so, 70s, bro. Uh, I thought it'd be a good little chance to compare what it's like in our youth now here in Perth to what it was like for you mm. growing up here. I grew up in a suburb called Langford, so that's a, um, the southern, mm. the, mm-hmm. so southeast. So about, say, 10Ks, 15Ks east of Fremantle. Um, Living there was awesome. I loved it. I lived right near the Canning Canning River. So Mm. I grew up in the Canning River, Swan River. So I fished all along there, all along Coburn Sound. So it was really Huck Finn, you know, Huckleberry Finn? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually that book got banned, by the way. Did it actually? It got cancelled, Huck Finn, because it talks about slavery. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, like did it promote it or talk? talk about it or oh, no, they just edu- talked about it. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, it was adventurous. This guy was adventurous on the on the on the rivers of the Mississippi, and that's what it was like okay. growing up in Perth mm. back in the seventies. Mm. It was like just adventurous, um, marining, fishing, crabbing, all that, all that sort of stuff. And, and you were a kid playing sport, cricket and footy. Um, right. Have you been back there recently? What Langford? Yeah. Yeah. No, I live. I, I now I live in Cannyvale, which is the oh, next nice, suburb yeah. across. So everyone that lived in Langford, you know, the next suburb mm. was Cannyvale. So mm. yeah, it was. Um, um, they all moved to Cannyvale. Mm. But I've I've been living in Melbourne for twenty. I moved to Melbourne in two thousand three, and I've just came come back. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, growing up in Perth was fantastic. Um, when I was your age, twenty one, twenty two, was that nineteen ninety? Yeah, that was uh the height of the rave scene here. The in rave Perth. scene. Mm. So music was number one. Fashion, like I've always been around the, I've always fashion and music and just being finger on the pulse with when it comes to what's in the zeitgeist at the time. You know, so I've, I've always loved that um that sort of uh, the music and the fashion. Um. It was, um, yeah, clubbing. I suppose it, the same as what you guys are doing now. Geisha was still around. That's yeah. 30 wow. years ago. The Geisha, you guys are and still And now we're there. promoting and now we're like, promoting you know, part it, of working yeah. with yeah. it. Yeah. It's crazy. So, look, I don't think the the growing up, like, the nightlife in Perth was different. Maybe a little bit different now. <laughs> meaning um, Maybe. It's, it's more creative. There's more creatives in Perth now than there was. Oh, 100%. I think, oh, yeah. yeah, it was a safety thing back then, though. People yeah. wouldn't... Um, risk. F- yeah. People wouldn't take risks. They'd rather get, like, a nice, um, safe job so yeah. that they no, can provide I, I for can, yep, I can their, like, that. roof over their head, yeah. you know, food. Um, obviously, now we have the opportunity... With the internet. And with yeah. the internet, yeah. social media. Social media. It's quite easy to Anyone work now. Anyone can create. Anyone can really work now. There's so many jobs out there that it's easy for us to work and balance some creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like this incredible drive that seems to be among the youth. That's one thing I oh, wanted yeah. to ask, That's, like comparing yeah. the youth. Um, yeah. is just, you know, people either... I've noticed there's three categories of youth. There's either crackheads, really talented people, oh, or crackheads who think they're really talented people. Yeah, no, that was me. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> to me now. Has that changed? <laughs> No, <laughs> just I'm older. Crackhead. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so what was the and it and everyone's hustling. All the but kids nowadays mate, they're all hustling. You, they're either you blokes hustle. You know they're they're either selling their vapes. They're a SoundCloud rapper. You know <laughs> everyone's everyone's <laughs> doing their own little hustle, regardless of yeah. how efficient or mm. good it may be. They're they're doing it. Entrepreneurship is that a word? Yeah. Entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. Yep. Yeah. Entrepreneurship is is pretty much. Everyone's doing it. Yeah. Everyone's hustling to make more money. 
He's hustling. He's that tired. Mm. He's hustling. Um, he's that awesome. tired. <laughs> no, let, no. Can we just? I'm going to digress here. Let's see. What, what were you doing the last couple of days, boys? Um, why are you tired? <laughs> Tell us why you're tired. We're talking about the hustle here. Cause, so just working event jobs, um, night for woolies, and yeah, sizzle. So three jobs really. <laughs> yeah, sizzle. So yeah, that's like you were doing the, the, the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, yeah. Backstreet bumping Boys. In the, bumping bumping in the Backstreet in, Boys. Bumping in, setting up the trucks for it. Um, oh, did you see them? Didn't see the Backstreet Boys. They'll probably land in Perth today. You know, they'll just show up. They'll look at the stage and be like, "Yep, sick." They'll be um, like, oh. "Yeah." And then, <laughs> oh, George probably did this. <laughs> I love setting up the events. It's and then you great did work. Uh, uh, night film. Night for Woolies. Yep. And, and then, then you on to Tizzle. filming at Geisha till four so, a.m. Fucking. See, that's the hustle. Yeah, that's, hustle. that's what I must. Have, that's what really impressed me um, when you guys what working collaborating with you guys. Mm. And I'm asking you so much. I'm asking you to do this, do that. Can you do this? Can you yeah. do that? Setting text messages. But it's good. I like how active you are. Yeah. yeah. Would you say uh, that you are as driven no, now as no, you were before? No. Well, no, the little background on myself, um, obviously, uh, just quick uh, childhood trauma. Yeah. Working through that. Drug become a drug addict, drug addiction Um through the late 80s all the way through the 90s up into 2000 yeah to, I had my last hit December 2017 well wow. that was my last hit so what was that five years ago that's a long time five years ago it was my last hit I, I, I did of, of it, it was meth and meth was my choice mm -hmm. yeah um, and obviously Marijuana, but I mean, THC's, I'll talk about it. I, I love 420. Mm. It's something that I do. It should be, I, it should be, it should be normalized. Yeah, I, I, I smoke it. Benefits. It created, it helps me create it. Oh, of yeah, course. 100%. Do you know? It would help you um, meditate. Yeah. Meditate. And, 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 and also, it, like, I will, for, I will smoke a joint after I do everything, work, work out. Then I'll get my little massage gun, oh. shove that up my ass, and fucking <laughs> hell, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get a you little muscle. You that broomstick scene. In. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it. And I, You're I like, get that's deep. a good idea. <laughs> I <laughs> thought of that one. <laughs> no, I go deep. I go deep with that, and I... I, um, I get stoned. Like, no, no, but I, I get muscles. Like, yeah, I get my yeah, muscles. And yeah, I, no, I really, yeah. it's, 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 yeah, really it's really meditative. And I get, um, I get in, in a, uh, in like a flow state, a zone. A and then I get all paranoid state. and I start thinking about, oh, should I be doing that? Or should I? And it helps me. It keeps me on edge. Mm. It keeps me on a good Should edge. I be That's doing this? <laughs> should I be doing this in my bottom? Can I ask? Um, obviously, on drugs, you, uh, you, I, I would assume that you would try and get off it for a bit and then oh, so yeah. it would always pull you back yeah. into it. We got, what yeah. was the biggest um, like reason that you completely stayed uh, that, off it? it, it it's, um, when you're a drug addict, you think that you're only hurting yourself. Mm. You're only doing the damage to yourself, which is a selfish fucking thing. Yeah, because you, you're forget, not. you forget about the people around you. forget you. about your loved ones, mm. you know. It, 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 your mother's not stupid. Your mother has, it's called mother intuition, right? They mm -hmm. know what the fuck is, what's going yeah. on. Um, and so my sisters and my mother were hurting. It still makes me emotional. No, that's right. And it was my sister, Celine, she's, who, she's, she's passed, God bless her, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. She said to me that you're fucking up this family. You're, what you're doing is hurting. We mm -hmm. see what you're doing to yourself. No, I understand you. And so um, 
Yeah. When my sisters turn, the people that I respect and love the most, turn their back on, not turn their back on me, but that kind of put a realization of it's, I'm, I'm, I can't just keep doing this. Can't get going down this road. Mm -hmm. And then, so it was like, that one thing would have been about 2002, 2003. I'd finished having, um, like I'd been up five, four days. Um, and there was a scene, there's a scene, there's a, there's a movie um, with Harvey Cattell called Bad Lieutenant. You might be able to pick this up where he's standing in front of the mirror. He's naked. Bad Lieutenant, the, the, the premise of the whole movie is that he's a copper and he's a bad copper. He takes mm -hmm. drugs, he rapes women, he does, he does real bad shit. Yep. But he's in front of the, he's had this, he has this uh, the time of uh, like a, an epiphany. He's standing in front of the mirror and he's going, it's not me. This is not me. He's naked. Mm. Yeah. After four days. I did that. I said, this is not me. I fucking can't. This is, I started thinking about my sister. I can't live like this. If I keep going down this road, I'm going to fucking die whether I kill myself because of depression or fucking overdose. Yeah. Mm. I don't think the overdose, I don't think no one's ever overdosed on fucking meth. Um, but I, 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 that was the catalyst that turned me to say what's going on. I started right. And then from there I, I, I started writing journaling. And then after that, I think it was maybe two, three weeks after that, where I, like my good friend, Travis, shout out to you, Travis Shand. <laughs> um, he, he, he was living at Melbourne at the time and he said, oh, dude, he knew my struggles. Mm. He goes, why don't you just come here? No one knows you. Just fucking come. Mm. Come to Melbourne. New, new, it's a new environment. New environment. Yeah, yeah it would take your mind off it. You obviously wouldn't be able to score as easy in Melbourne. I don't. Oh, but, yeah, I, I I could better gear over there. And oh, I right. could score easier because of more 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 of a more oh, drug okay. dealers. Right. But I didn't know anyone. Yeah. But the thing is that there was more of a uh, of me living at home, thirty years old, living at my parents' house, shoving needles in my arm, um, selling drugs every now and then. I'm a loser. That self per 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 perpetuation of that. The mind is a powerful thing, powerful oh, thing. Oh, man. You start thinking negatively about yourself. Oh, you're fucking 30 years old. You're living at home, fucking in your parents' house, and you're fucking, you're, you're a drug addict. That's who you are. That's mm. who you become. Yeah. Start thinking hurts. positively. You're like, I can go to university. I can become an audio engineer. I can do podcasting. I can fucking, I can go back, I can go back to film school. I can meet these young kids and try and collab with them. Yeah. Think like that. And everything, the, the mind is a powerful thing. Manifestation, really. Yeah. So like, um, I started thinking like that. So that's why I'm, that was the, probably the main reasons I moved. So from that, I journaled, um, I started journaling, um, and then I put, saved 200, I was on the dole. I fucking got my fucking dole check. Mm. And then, um, I think my parents paid for the trip over there, like the plane ticket, yeah. $200 is in my back pocket, a backpack, 2003, never, never looked back. It was a struggle. It was a oh, struggle for the first, I can imagine. for the first, say, maybe two, three years, I, I was still struggling with the drugs. I was mm. still taking drugs. I was yep. still having a hit. And then when I was coming home as well, I'd be ringing the first five times I come home, five times I come home, I'd ring my dealer. Um, I'd say, fucking, he'd pick me up from the airport with a loaded fucking syringe. Jeez. Man. I'd have that in the Man, the fucking thing. I didn't even think about fucking, oh, man, I wonder how he's been mixing this and what if it's if he's clean, if there's any hepatitis in this fucking. It was like the drugs just take over, just bang, mm. whack. Yeah. And then I'd be up for two days. Then I'd go and visit my parents. I'd go and visit family. I did that for the first five times, man. Jeez. Yeah. It's like birds of a feather. They're all saying birds of a feather flock together. 
then I had to then I realized that I can't fucking associate with these people anymore. So I quickly cut that out. And um, I feel like Muay Thai would have um, helped you as well. Yeah, Muay Thai, the mm. sense of belonging. Cricket was another thing because I've always played cricket and yep. I really delved into my cricket, joined the cricket club over there, Elwood Cricket Club. Shout out to you, Elwood. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of free promo here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so that, that sense of belonging, I read a... I, I listened to Joe Rogan. Yeah. And yep. Um, there was a guy... Shout out Joe Rogan. Shout out Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> he needs it. <laughs> um, there's a guy that went on there, um, Harari... Oh, I've forgotten what his first name was. Something Harari. Um, he wrote a book called Chasing the Scream. It was about drug addiction. And he talked about... In, in the book, he talks about a sense of belonging, how he treated drugs as a loved one. He was in love with drugs. Yeah. And then when I started thinking like that, I was, I had an intimate relationship with Drugs, the yeah. drug itself. It's like when I was sad, I took it. When I was happy, I took it. Um, it did make me feel, when I had it, it made it, there's a, it was like a, a hole, a deep, a deep hole filled here that wasn't filling. But when mm. I took the drugs, it filled that up. It was like a, like a, like a hug. Yeah. Like a mm. warm hug. So yeah, it made, it made me feel normal, the drugs at the end. So I seen that and he talked about how um, they, there was a experiment they did um, with rats and cocaine. And so the, the scientist just had a rat in, in, um, in a cage with the water, with the, one of those, you know, the watering feeding things. Yep. Mm. One with water and one with water and cocaine. So with the rat, the experiment, the rat went to the water first, drank, went to the water and cocaine and just kept going back to the water, yep. cocaine, water, cocaine, water, cocaine, water, cocaine until it died. And then the, the scientist went, oh, wait, wait a minute. We just got, there's nothing for him to connect with, nothing for him to play. So they put like little play, they called it rat world or rat Disneyland yeah. or whatever. They put those spinning wheels, spinning yeah. wheels, little toys and everything. And they also put other rats in there so they, they can socially bond. Have a sense of belonging. Have a sense of belonging. So um, what they did is they put, they did have the rat, they had the water with the cocaine and uh, the, just the water. They went to the water with the cocaine once, never went back yeah. to it because they had the sense they had the they were playing with the, with the other rats, fucking intermingling with the opposite sex, maybe fucking, yeah. you know, that sense of belonging. So I took that and took it to the extreme and, and then went deep in Muay Thai and went deep with cricket and had that sense of belonging and then connected through that type of thing. I think it might have, yeah, no, I was going to say it was a bit unhealthy, but no, I think it, it really worked for me. But it, it, it's like you're a recovering drug addict and you always will be, and that you'll always have that temptation, I still do. Um, and it took me a very long time to actually um, just have cold turkey from it. Yeah. Mm. And it was, you know. To, to, it was very to, respectable. Yeah, to get. It takes a strong mindset to get rid of that. Rid of it. Very and proud of you, Bundy. And very proud of you, actually. When I, oh, thank you, guy. I was, because I, I, I always tell, like, mum, dad, like, you wouldn't, like, when I was working Rufus to Soul with you, you wouldn't, like, realise that, how much you've gone through, no, I feel I like, and um, you're such, like, a warm person to be around. It, 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 to come I, out as such a I loving person. <laughs> but that's, that, no, but we're going back to feeling mm. the trauma. Oh, yeah. Feeling it and understanding it. And not letting it fucking rule you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's that makes me obviously warmer, more 
empathetic towards yeah. other people, making sure that everyone's feeling okay. Yeah. You know, or just make, just being respectful to other people's feelings because I know what it's like to be fucking slighted. Yeah, it's like when you go through shit, yeah. you actually understand like, oh, I've been in like a dark place. And then when you like, you can connect with people better who are also mm. going through a dark place. It's like people who haven't been through that shit or like just anything in general, like dark places, they don't, they can't fully connect with other people or empathize, mm. empathize with them mm. as much as people like yourself. No, yeah. that's it. Like the best people are the ones that have gone through the worst shit imaginable. Mm. Yeah. I, I think it's important to, to work through adversity. Oh. I think it's important to not, to not let adversity or trauma be your fucking badge. Yep. To be your badge of honor so you can be a victim. Mm. Yeah. We, yeah. We, 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 like I did live in a victim mindset. I was the victim. I blamed every cunt for fucking what happened to me. Blame my mother. Blame fucking my parent. Blame everybody except the nothing. No, you've got to take your own, you've got to take that, that um, accountability back to yourself. Mm. Yeah. No one else is going to, no one else owes you fucking nothing, man. Mm. No one else owes you, <laughs> no one else knows your story. No. And they don't, they don't, they don't owe you. You've got to fucking, you've got to look in, in yourself and say, oh, fuck. I can go one or two ways here. I can wallow in self-pity and fucking want that victimhood. I want them, want people, want people's pity. And let's work on that. That never works. Mm. Let's work on myself. Let's fucking figure out the problems. And once I figure out that problem, I get a dopamine hit. Once that dopamine hit comes along, confidence comes along, and mm -hmm. it just snowballs. And you're wiring your brain to then associate yeah. that dopamine hit with the good thing you've done. Yeah. And then then whenever you're like you're, you're depleted of that, your brain's going to be like, let's do this good thing that I did last time because yeah. that worked for me instead of going to the negative things you've done to get that dopamine. Yeah. Instead of being like, let's grab Maccas tonight to get that, you're going to be like, <laughs> let's work out because last time I hit a new PR, yeah. it felt like incredible. Takes a lot of discipline, though. Um, discipline comes with confidence. It all it all mm. works in there. Would have come it, from Muay Thai as well, right? Because that's quite a very. <laughs> like, but you've got to have discipline to do Muay Thai. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. I don't to think, show up like uh, egoless. That, 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 that's to a really interesting, a really interesting question, Matt. How do you get discipline? Mm. It's a free routine. It, it's free. Just knowing, no, I guess knowing where you want to get to. It's like. Do you do you really have the commitment in you to like get there? Yeah. Do you really want to change? Do you really want to be this person? Because you can be anyone you want in life. Exactly. You just gotta. What's that sound? You see, you see a path. Yeah. And you just go. Is that, what's that? You sound? might you might dive off the path for a bit in your life, oh, come back, yeah. multiple times. But there's a Always. there's a general path, yeah. and as long as you can see yourself getting there, you just keep going. It might take a year, might take twenty years. But is that that's that's going that's going back to being self aware. And that's been self, having self-awareness, knowing your dharma, knowing your purpose, knowing mm. your goals, knowing your purpose especially. Would you, think, would you say you, you blokes have found your dharma, your purpose, what you want to do? Yeah, 100%. I but obviously we were, I feel yeah. like there's more there's that we don't more. know about. I hope so. But this is, this is the thing though. I, I've, there's a, I, I, don't, I don't think people just meet. There's reasons why people meet. 100%. But you have to work on that. You have to work on that relationship too. Yeah. I think that we... As a we're going to collaborate. We've collaborated already, and it's work, it's working. I think we're going to collaborate even more. Of course, we're going to. I'm going to learn off you, you guys, mm. and we get, we'll learn and, off you. Yeah, and, and and I think that's I think that's that's what people do in society anyway. Yeah. You learn off each other. I think a lot of people have their purpose too. They just don't embrace it, and they don't realize it's their purpose. So then they're just never happy with it. You know, like it could be, we we could do everything we ever wanted to with Sizzle. 
But mm. if I'm like, ah, oh, you know, we did, but we didn't do this, you know, and I'm just not Satisfied. embracing all the good bits with it, then it's not going to be my purpose. If you can't directly confront your ego and realize you're not going to be just handed anything. Yes. You, you, like, I think that's where discipline comes from. It comes from confronting the ego. Like you walk into the Muay Thai gym and you're like, I'm going to learn to fight and I'm going to be big and strong. And then the moment you get your ass kicked, you're like, Humble. oh, actually, i got to work for this if I want it. Let's say it's, it's at that a, point where you either I, give up mm. or you take the fucking road to get there. Well, it's mm-hmm. like last night, um, me and Blake, well, Blake was getting a vape ski. And, um, <laughs> vape ski. And there was this guy who comes into the store for a bottle of water, big guy, and he's like, I've just done a tack yak. And he was well, we're just yak. having a uh, conversation. Tactical yak. Tactical it's when yak. you purposely make yourself vomit. So that you uh, can alcohol or drinking. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah. Then you can feel um, better. Anyways, yeah, we're, we're talking to this guy for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just outside the corner store. And he was so like mature. And I was like, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 18. Damn. And I was like, what? And the reason he was so mature, um, me and Blake think, is because he is a boxer. And he's gone through a lot of discipline. Mm. And There was that and then that he had a pretty bad breakup. Yeah, true. And I think yeah, I yeah. can relate to that very heavily. I was like, it's like you, you just change. It mm. like it changes who you are if you have like your first true like relationship. Changes and you're getting you. hurt. And yeah, getting I think hurt. that's it's ego like, too. Adversity. It's you getting know? through adversity. You you lose a partner. It's like oh, like I don't deserve that from anyone. It's like you know that's not just going to be given to me. It's like, a weird feeling when you break up with your first. I reckon because. You're so used to being with someone mm. and giving all your energy to someone like else. First time you've so, been hurt and then, you are. boom, gone completely out of your life. It's just all on you now. And you're like, who am I? You, who am I? you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's important to discover that self-awareness oh, of who you are. Some people will, like, will just jump into a next relationship because they're scared of, I think, of yeah, who they I are. I think that is so toxic. Mm. Yeah. I think a lot of people jump into relationships because they think that's – because – they, that's what society says you have to do mm-hmm. at this age you have to have fucking that put me through so much fucking depression yeah it put it, it made me think that i was uh, not worthy of anybody mm. no I'm, i wasn't I, you know when i was growing up i was a big fatty i wasn't a good looking bloke yeah you know i wasn't confident with the women and everyone was hooking up it was like i see it now with um <laughs> the people that i went to school with i'd say fucking 80 percent of them are fucking divorced yeah. <laughs> because they they fell in love with their first route. Yeah. Their first yeah. time they had sex and, uh, you know, the chemistry was there. The chemistry meaning chemistry. you got to have fucking your va- – this is not just when you fall in love, there's values and everything like yeah. that. Oh, you know, exactly. It was yeah. the chemistry first that fucking got them together. Chemistry won't fucking keep you together. 100%. But it got them together. And then they realise after kids and after fucking 20-odd years that, mm. oh, we shouldn't have got oh, married. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Now I'm fucking. That's like um, years older. my my current girlfriend. She was very scared at the start of our relationship, um, <laughs> to get into it because she's experienced and seen a lot of divorce. A lot of my friends, their parents are divorced. It's. I, I was honestly surprised yours were still together. You're one of the only people yeah. I know. I was like, my parents Dude? divorced. Your parents are still together. My yeah. parents. What? My parents were dead together for over fifty years until yeah. father passed away, and they were an arranged marriage. Dad was oh, 31, oh, well. I was 17. Damn, boy! <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, yeah. yeah. An arranged marriage, man. Like that. But that, I mean, look, uh, it, but different, different, there was no women, women's lib when my mum got married back in the 
back in the 50s or 60s. So right. in Burma, especially, third world country. Um, dad was, like I said, dad was 30 and it was like, mum worked for my uncle. Like she was a servant for my uncle's house. And then my uncle was my dad's cousin. And says, yeah, right. oh, do you want to get married? And yeah, and they just, yes, yeah, there you go. arranged marriage. And look, they had to work on their marriage and everything over marriage of 50 yeah. years. Yep. I mean, they couldn't, like, when, when there was trouble, they worked through the trouble. Mm-hmm. They didn't go, oh, fuck, this is, let's change. Mm. Let's just get divorced. Nah, it's too, too much trouble. Let's get a divorce. They worked through it. So, look. No, that's good. You, you can, I think you can work on being in a long relationship and love is something that has to be worked on. It's yep, a partnership. And, yeah. and, if you, and if you can't get that, if you don't have the chemistry, Masturbation, you wanted to say a few things about that? <laughs> yeah, look, look, look we're, we're talking about things we did, things that changed from the 70s to the 2000s yeah. or when I was growing up your age. Yeah, we or, barely scratched the surface of yeah. Perth then, Perth now. Perth then, Perth now. What about porn then and porn now? <laughs> it's the same P word. Perth no, porn. Perth then and Perth now. Fucking VR porn. Wow. No, there's so, Perth so porn much. in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there was like, there, there, there was, there, when I was growing, there was like a lot of these Barbarello sex shops and stuff like that. And there's still sex shops now, isn't it? Adult.com yep. and places like that. I don't know. Are you names, talking about but... like sex, like sex toy shops? Yeah. Or like places There like was a the, lot more back like then. Strip back then than there shit. is now. Maybe because of online shopping and you can. Everything's discreetly... available on the internet. Yeah. You can get anything on the internet. Anything. And then like the video video stores, there was video stores. Remember the oh, video yeah, stores? Oh yeah, you go into the uh, RAT section. Yeah, it was down the back. No one, no one went in there. It was quite embarrassed to go yeah, so in there. Go in there. You said, look around before uh, you corner. ran in there. But, but could you rent? Yeah, yeah, so you could, that, yeah that's yeah, how they used to do it. How else? How else would you get? Oh, no, back no, then. no, like, like, Blake, this is how else you would get it. Oh, okay. You would, uh, you would go to like <laughs> Canberra, Canberra back in the day was even though it's the capital of Australia, they legalized porn first there. They le- you could really? buy porn, porn was marijuana. Legal. Yeah, they've legalized um, marijuana. What else? Fireworks. You could buy all your Australia all your fireworks from Canberra. And porn from Canberra. So fish was... I remember I remember like you used to um, buy all of it from one warehouse in Canberra, Fishwick it was. All this porn you looked it up on <laughs> in the magazine. You used to get the Playboy magazines. They used to have oh, a yeah, little yeah, section yeah. where yeah. you go, buy this porn you know, and then you used to buy the Jeez. porn from there. You used to wait a couple of weeks. It came in and the porn, it was like, yeah, well done. It was like that. It was like, um, a few weeks. It was like, getting, it was like getting a new, new relationship. You talked about me and, the, and me having this relationship with, with, with the drugs. I also had a relationship with porn. Mm-hmm. So it was like getting a new girlfriend. Yeah. You know, the, your, your new porn movie would come in. You go, Oh, look at you. How are you today? Dear? And, uh, you'd be watching that porn. And then, and then you'd, um, that the, there be scenes on the tape where it'd be worn out because you'd be just oh, a bit of strike one, <laughs> and now you've got fucking porn on the just, instant, on, yeah. on the instant, and it's like damaging. Yeah, Dude. but yeah, we can talk about that. Would it ever arrive and you're like, oh, she's ugly? Oh, exactly. That's not what I want. Oh, there's a woman in it. No, <laughs> that's not what I ordered. I'll still fucking wank to her though. Yeah. <laughs> but before oh. that, before. I had the money to buy VHS yeah. uh, tapes. It was Damn. magazines. Wait, yeah. how much were they? Uh, you're looking probably about 30 bucks, 40 bucks. <laughs> Today's money or? Back then it was 30, 30, 40 bucks. So that'd be like 
Yeah. Well, it's like Playboy like magazines bar. now. Um, yeah, my girlfriend I'm, has one. And, um, oh, hold on, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no, she just has one because she likes the front cover. Like the front cover looks really cool. Um, it's quite like aesthetic and um, like the the way the cock just merges with the logo is like it really really matches my wall. What year? What year we're we talking here? Uh, it's old, like really old. I'd say it was one of the early issues. It was like a proper thick magazine. Oh, and did they have well. like a centerfold and everything yeah. like that? Yeah, like, yeah. You can like flip it all up. Yeah, yeah, like a proper good one. Bush fold out. Yeah, oh, lots of bushes, yeah, sure. and um, Look, we're having a conversation here. They're having a conversation <laughs> about something else. Um, and yeah, I was going through it, and I was just expecting just like naked girls all the time. But they actually have like they they sell clothes, they sell cigarettes on there, they sell alcohol on there, and you can yeah. see like pack of cigarettes four dollars, and it's like what? <sighs> like it's crazy how that time has just changed. What, what year was this from? Oh, it would have been like the 80s, 90s. That would have yeah. been 80s. It, was, it sounds like an 80s, um, 80s magazine. Yeah, it's a, it's a good magazine. Expert? And then I, <laughs> you could easily have Red that. Articles. You know how people put like magazines on their like dining room tables to like dress it or something? You could chuck <laughs> yeah. one on there. So now kids these days in their porn collection, it's the phone. Yep. That's their porn collection. Kids, when I was a kid, the porn collections were, I had stacks of Talk. magazines. Yeah. Like I was a dirty motherfucker. <laughs> like when you when you're on meth, you all you want to do is fucking wait. Yeah. <laughs> Would you try and find one specific so, and you're like, fuck, where is it? No, what no? It, because because you didn't have the beauty of fucking oh stop play, stop play. It was laying out your fucking getting your best magazines, the best pages from those magazines, and then putting it out on your bed <laughs> and just like fucking doing like that, and it'll be like next scene. <laughs> next scene. <laughs> Next scene, and then you'd have your vinegar stroke pages where you like you'd, if you like tits and ass, you'd have them over here. Mm. So you'd have these like your warm ups over here. It's yep. like, oh yeah, warm up. Vinegar it's stroke. like it's yeah. over to here. Oh yeah. So that's what it was like back then. But now it, it was it was a chore, and it was it was it was uh, a system. <laughs> You had to work for that nut. You had to you work had for to that nut. Work now for it's that. just nutting. Yeah. Well, now, just giving a nut away. Well, now it's like a movie. <laughs> it's like a you got an intro, and then you've you got like you it's intro. like it's yeah, like you a were writing your own scripts in your head. Then fuck you. Yeah, See, like that's the thing. The I was well, using there, there critical thinking. Dude, I knew someone that was writing one, and nine grand he was getting paid for an hour-long feature porn script. Wow. You you will know the guy. What but, was um, what was what what was a diet? What was that? The yeah, put it there. From oh, yeah. I like it. I like Did it. Did they go... That's even. it. Harder. The fucking storyline. Man, Tell me the storyline. <laughs> Sounds like um, a million bucks. Because there is a uh, an industry where... Uh, porn, porn where women... It's written by women. Women like a little bit of a storyline oh, yeah. before they get slammed. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry <laughs> if I'm offending That's people. why women like the Game of Thrones books better and men like the TV show better. Yes, true. What was that book? And Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, across, yeah, exactly. How? What? Mm. What? That was. That was. Um, that girls, was men yeah, getting they dominated. Would, they would get so like. Um, the girls would read the book and like. Ask the women to, to choke me. Just get like spit in my mouth. Insanely like. What is this? Overwhelmed mm. with horniness. And then he like revealed his cock in the TV show in the fucking last movie, and it wasn't too impressive. So everyone was like, "Real." After three whole movies, they're like, "No." Hey, it's yeah. not the it's not like, the size of the paintbrush, yeah, it's the artist behind it. Ooh. Only a small dick man would say that. Mm. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, the golden ratio, I thought. No? What? Ah, golden it is, it you is. Know, if you're tall, it's but then if you're short, it's 
Sure, Kingsman. Speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's um, I don't know. <laughs> nah, I, I I must admit, like growing up when I was. 15, 16, I used to get on it quite a bit, not going to lie. Hang on, get on what? Everyone does, though. The porn, like, it was just like, I don't remember, like... Yeah. Get on the broomsticks. Um, one question Teenage I wanted to ask, like what was your hormones. first time? Because obviously it was so, like, revolutionary what, but, at the time. But, what was the first time that you watched porn? Oh. Oh, on the internet? No, 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 just in general. Like, oh. general, I remember like, you well, I was, it was my big brother, Ali Boy, shout out to you. Uh, Hold on, hey, does he does he want his name in this <laughs> sentence? Fucking oath he does. Aloysius Patrick Williams. <laughs> he just watched your brother. <laughs> um, he had this porn and it, like it was a communal thing. I remember his mates used to come around and watch this porn. And then, <laughs> then they'd just skive off somewhere. Like I don't know, playing chess, maybe in the toilet. <laughs> so I was wondering why. Why are you doing that? Um, and then it was yeah, it was the 1970s. Like the porn was actually. These guys watching porn on a stage. Oh, hmm? Yeah. Wait, wait, it was wait, the wait. 1970s. It was a German. It was all dubbed. Wait, the video was? The video was okay. that. It was dubbed. It was Because that's where all the good porn came from. Germany. Germany. <laughs> but I, rem I still remember my first ever, like, um, with the internet. Because 90s, that first came out. And that's when I was right the height of um, being addicted to meth. Yeah. And that's what you did in mess. It was, it was like you get on it, you'd fucking play PlayStation, you'd fucking, you'd rip the fucking head off, skin off your fucking cock. <laughs> and then you'd play more PlayStation and go back to ripping the head off your cock again. Um, and then when they came the, up with the vibrating controllers, man. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, and the flashlight. And then the flashlight came out. Fuck me. That was a fucking, that was revolutionary. Why would I go just out? Why would I go out? I had AFL on video game. I had fucking cricket and I had a flashlight. Why would I go out? <laughs> I, I've always been confused. I've never had a flashlight and I've always been confused about wouldn't they get really unhygienic? Yeah. yeah, but you're a dirty mouth. If, 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 if you're not a dirty guy, you'd be cleaning that motherfucker all the time. Right. <laughs> anyway. It's like when you get, it's like when you get a blow-up doll. You've got to clean. Huh. What? Uh, no. <laughs> Oh, is that something you've dabbled in? No. Uh, no. I am 53 and I'm a freak, so yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Might have been a man's blow-up doll. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that the bit that you blow into? <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that is, actually. <laughs> oh. Actually, that's it. That'd be a good design. <laughs> You're like, oh, uh, yeah. Why are you, uh, why are you laughing? <laughs> but yeah, porn, 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 porn now, porn, porn back then are, are totally different. Totally um, different. 100%. Yeah, but let's go bow, but porn can be so detrimental towards um, 100%. your uh, your well-being. It's very accessible. Because, you know, we're talking about the dopamine hits rewire your brain. Yeah. You know, your brain's being wired to be like, this is what I need. Every time I feel mm -hmm. down, I need to do this. I need to have a wank. It's an addiction, yeah. It is, it is. Look, it, I think because of the, the, the trauma, everything like that, and then the drug addiction is having that homeostasis at a high level. So I had to fucking be, I had to fill that up with something. Yeah. Whether it be sport, whether it will get my dopamine level up there. But now um, after, you know, meditation, cold plunges, working out, just living life, um, my, do my dopamine homeostasis is, is lower. It's, it's a lower threshold. Don't get yeah. me wrong, I'm still fucking, I might say all this stuff and that I'm very spiritual and, I, you know, don't snap at people. No, I'm still, I'm still emotional. I still get angry. As you should. <laughs> um, so... Oh, oh my god. Oh. Oh my god. Oh. No, it's only a little bug, boys. Little. Yeah, it's a bug. It's, oh. it's a sting bug. Get back here. Back here. Let's finish it off. Let's finish it off. You reckon that's a little? 
Let's finish it off. <laughs> well, man. I'd... Fucking. My girlfriend found the biggest fucking spider in her bedroom, and I haven't been back there since. <laughs> Like, How like big? a daddy long leg spider. No, it was a huntsman. It was huntsman, huntsman. Huntsman's I it was the size of my hand. Because they can grow to the size of like a dinner plate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like circumference. She, she insisted it was small after I told her that I ain't going back there. On the Baby, fucking video. That. look at me. So, look. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I can still hear that. Thing. No, it's just over there. I can see it. It's a big bug. Jack, he'll kill you in like, yeah, like two um, There is one thing. I feel like a good topic to kind of tie it all back around to the start. Uh, you talked about that sense of belonging in your past. Yeah. That um, you used uh, substance as a way to feel that. And um, a big part of what um, pulled you into that was the festival scene. Correct? The rave scene? The rave scene, yeah. Mm. Bang, bang, and bang, how bang. that Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. It's like that was the sense of belonging. That was probably at the beginning of my mm. addictions. Even though that the that was at the beginning of my addictions and a lot of trauma, a lot of stuff was happening then. The, the rave scene, we had that sense of belonging. Everyone loved each other. Everyone was on MD. And the, the fucking mm. the, the drugs were good back then. We used to get drugs off the orange people, and that was Raj Rajneeshi's. The orange there. people. Yeah, there's a scene on Netflix. Forgotten the name of the series. Something about the good people. It's about the Rajneeshis, the love, the love. Um, cult. It was a cult from India, okay. and they came to Perth, and they really they bought all this um, um, land down South Denmark area, and they used to bring all the ecstasy over, and then yeah, okay. all the um, we used to score the drug dealers used to score the drugs off them first, and then they said no, we're not selling drugs, and then then they used to steal them off them anyway. Right. The right. MD was good back then, and there was definitely a big sense of belonging. Mm. It was like it was like it was like the 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 sixties, the the late sixties. On weed, yeah. Yeah, and the love, the the hippies. Have mm. you seen the love scene? You know, back then, it was the flower power. And, oh, yeah. and the early nineties was like that because they say fashion and um, music recycles every twenty to thirty. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I believe that. So that was the nineties, sixties. 30 years. Uh, I can see years. sense of 90s coming back already. And now the sense of the 90s yeah. is coming my back. Mom, Look at what you're dressing, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, the mullet, yeah. My yeah. mum is always, um, she's like, the 90s are coming back. She always says it. And I'm just, I, I was thinking the other day, I'm not going to lie, 2010 to 2012-ish or like 2015 had the worst like fashion era, I reckon. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> With yeah. the flat caps, the yeah. jackets, you know, the spiky shoes. Um, <laughs> spiky shoes. Just like, and they were like swag, you know. <laughs> like, swag. <laughs> the striped glasses that we used to always wear. The, the which ones? The striped glasses. Oh, the the with no kind Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I missed all I'm that. Like, I, I don't know. I can't see that coming there. back. I'm sorry. Dude, I dude, cannot see it coming back. I, I, I said the same thing about never the 90s. Never. I said the same thing about the 90s. Now, look, it's coming back. So you might say that now. Mm. In 30 years' time, what would that put us like? 2020? In 30 years? 30, 2000. That'd be like the 2040s. 40s? Let's come back. We'll reconvene, do part two of Bundy with the Sizzle Crew. In 2020, 40, whatever it's going to be, we'll get back to part two, and then we'll talk about the fashion, what's happening (laughs) right now. That'll probably be part like 50 or like part Part 100 at this point. I guess that's also... In, In 10 years... If we're doing this weekly, it's 52 episodes a year. We're talking Joe Rogan. We'd we, be into Joe Rogan realm. I can't. Yeah, dude. See, like, <laughs> that the, that's like artists. Bundy, Bundy's artists these days. Um, like, because obviously we are in the present with these artists. Yes. I can't see them like 
you know, how celebrities or like artists die off and then they'll come back okay. and make a, you know, they come back like Elton John or fucking you Paramore. You can't see these dude. artists yeah. like, what about hey. the, week, the weekend Skrillex. or something like that? Skrillex. Skrillex. He's gone through a massive, there you go. yeah. There you go. See, His change of music is insane. See, and there he you looks go. different. He's had a fucking I think big you've got to, you, you know, you, you've got to, mm. you've got to adjust. You've got to move with the times. With if the times, yeah. You, you, you never say never. As a content creator as well. That's like, um, you have to have your finger on the pulse. Graffiti yeah. artist that um, we interviewed, he said that he just wants to paint so he doesn't have a certain style. So he said he's just going to paint whatever's trending. And yeah, that's the way to be. Look, yeah. you, you got you got artists like a Snoop Dogg yep. who have, who has been <laughs> in the zeitgeist who has artists. Yeah, Snoop, Snoop, Dogg. Snoop Dogg's in Perth tomorrow, like, actually. Yeah, oh, but, he, but he's been he's been part of the zeitgeist tonight? since the eighties, yeah. dude. Mm. He's been popular since the eighties. Yeah, been, he's been contemporary. Everyone loves him still. Mm. I, I couldn't sleep one night, and it was like two a.m. I was about to head to bed, and I get a notification on Instagram: Snoop Dogg has gone live. I'm like. Oh, fuck. So I just tune in what he's doing. He's in the gym and he's propped his phone up and he's dancing to some music that's on while big dudes behind him are working out. And he's just like dancing <laughs> in front of me, like at 2 a.m. And the comments are like, King, pop off. Snoop Dogg's got a sound, he, dude. He, he does on? everything. <laughs> he's just everything. enjoying. He's been through. He's he been is through everywhere. He, mm. But he's, he's done everything as well. He's become, he's porn producer, porn maker. Really? Yeah. Has he um, been in alcohol pool? maker? He's probably been in porn. He's made his own film, and you can't watch it unless you have the VHS. What? He's got a, and he didn't even have his own film. Damn. Um, I don't know if you know Nardwa. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nardwa gave. Oh, I love Nardwa. Nardwa. gave Snoop Dogg the VHS of the film that he made, and he was like, "How the fuck did you get this?" <laughs> and because he didn't even have one. No, he didn't even have one for himself. No, like, dude, Nardwa is crazy. He yeah. is insane with up. it. Do you know who Nardwa no, is? No, no, I was going to ask you. Who, who, Nardwa uh, interviews rappers or Is artists. he a young kid? Young, no, young no, no, no. He's, no, he's been in the scene he's for been since the 90s. He's, there's, a, there's a video of him in college, actually, and um, everyone's like a computer whiz, and he's saying he wants to interview, just he wants to do interviews for people, and everyone thought he was just crazy. And, and now he's, he's making bank doing the interviews. biggest like artist interviewee i think because he gives gifts to them of things that he, um, they wouldn't he really does remember. his research like, does he really he'd be like oh you lived, on, this, you lived this on this guy. street growing up next what to this person work. and you had this little mm. club and they'd be like how the fuck do you know that yeah google um a couple of your favorite like um musical artists and then say see if they have a nardwa interview um yo know. I will do that. So Grandmaster Flash and Nardwa? Nardwa, yeah. He's done like Pharrell Williams. We haven't really got into any like crazy stories. Because obviously, like, um, I was watching, uh, I watched Steve-O. Steve-O from Jackass. He's gone through a lot. And he was, he likes to talk about what he experienced when he was on these drugs. And I always find it interesting stories. Like, there's a lot, we can go deeper in... Because we've got to wrap it up, but I, I've got a lot of stories of the people I hang hung around with, the crimes I've seen, um, uh, the my car being used on many fucking crimes, but I wasn't there. They used my my car to yep. do a fucking robbery, an oh, armed robbery, and jeez, <laughs> yeah, and they came back, and I'm going, what the fuck is all you doing? And this is like 20 years ago, yeah. um, just like in a, in a drug house, and then fucking. 
the opposition drug dealers coming through and beating the fuck out of everybody and me hiding under the bed. Um, for, and that, the last, the last crazy binge, like I, I spent fucking three grand on fucking gear and, and I went on a fucking binge for about fucking two and a half weeks. Hmm. Wow. And that was fucking ripping the head off my cock. <laughs> a Is lot that... of PlayStation, a lot of SimCity was fucking played. <laughs> Um, what about Just a lot of a lot of when I'm when I'm like at the height of like meth and when you're thinking and on, all you all you're doing is like you want to build things and and um, uh, fix problems. So yeah. SimCity was the perfect thing for that. You know SimCity. Sims, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. SimCity. So it's like yeah, yeah, you had your fucking residential and your yeah, industrial yeah. and you just build cities. <laughs> yeah. and the dopamine hit you got from that as well as the fucking a yeah, sense yeah. of accomplishment. Yeah, a sense of accomplishment. Plus, man. like you, you can curate your own character. Yeah, like, dude, fucking like. Four days constant of fucking playing that, fucking building a metropolis of fucking uh, three million people. Fucking Jeez, shit. Yeah. Bro, if you had Minecraft back then, that would have. Oh been my fun. god! Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> I reckon the methies, methies now would be fucking oh, into that Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. The, the math addicts and the autistic kids, yeah, oh, it's mate. just Minecraft. It's Minecraft. it's there for everyone. Roblox as well. That's not as timeless. That's a generation yeah. thing. Minecraft. I'm just the shit. shit that I, mate. The dirt. I'm so surprised that I'm fucking still alive and I don't have hepatitis B's or C's or any fucking Yeah, damages, very lucky man. because a lot of people mm-hmm. would have got these diseases. Oh, sh- man. A shitload. A shitload. It's like I said, it's, I've acquired the tools to fight my demons. I've, 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 I've come to terms with my trauma and I've come to terms, not come to terms, I've, I've got the tools to fight the demons. Yep. You know, the demons are always going to fucking be there. And they always, they always seem to, they always raise their heads when I'm in a low point, and I always regress back to coping mechanisms when I, when that does happen. But I'm aware of it. But um, I'm in control. I'm in control of it. It's not in control of me. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So that's why I, I can, I can still. Um, You're disciplined. Disciplined. Mm. Disciplined. It's only when I'm in that low, low frequency, is when the the trauma starts to creep its little head in, and I, and I, and I. And I uh, uh, go back to coping mechanisms of snapping at people, of fucking internally um, um, hurting myself. Yeah, yeah. Type of internally hurting myself. So yeah, that um, no, I'm 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 self-aware. Yeah, that's that's the tool I, that I've got, and um, that that helps. Mm. It does help. It, yeah, it, you know, it's I've very got other important. things. I've got other things in life that 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 I find challenge that that make me wake up and fucking and um appreciate life. Oh yeah. My family, the people that I surround with, I'm fucking grateful to the fact that I can I've got an able body that I can work out. I can yeah. get up in the morning, I can swim, I can do all that all that I can move. Good job a, as well. For an old man, you know. Mm. I'm so oh, you're not old. Yeah, I'm so grateful that I can think like this. I'm so grateful that I have a a good understanding workplace mm. that lets me do all this creative stuff. Let's be go do freelance and do other travel work, around Australia, yeah, do work with other mm. people. Um, I, I'm, I, I've got more things to be grateful for than just fucking wallowing in in, in that. In like, oh, fucking, I wish I had fucking drugs in my arm. Mm, yeah. I wish I could fucking just have a whack right now. And don't get me wrong, I still have them days. Mm. I still have them fucking days. Well, you would because it was such an important yeah. and like long journey for you. That it's just, it's always going to be... 18 years? Yeah, it's always going to be years? in mm. your mind, you know? Yeah, always. It'll always, always come back, but it's just, yeah, how you fight it. 
knowing that the consequences that I do take it, it's going to take me three or four days to fucking get over it mm-hmm. after I binge for two days. Um, and the, 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 the detriment and the damage that will do to my brain and my body. Yep. I don't want that. No fucking way. I know the consequences. Bundy, thank you so much. Yeah, welcome. You're welcome. Very interesting. Pete, if you guys want to see more of Bundy, uh, where can they find you? Uh, look, I've got obviously Bundy Williams on Instagram. Um, Striker Chat, my podcast will be coming back up. Watch this space with all of us. Um, Striker Chat. So. And I do a Muay Thai podcast called uh, Muay Thai Grand Prix podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, and that's about it. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to all the projects that I'm going to be doing with you guys. And I'm sure we'll have you back on here very, very soon. Look, I want to, yeah, like, yeah, I've got some stories. We only scratched the surface. Next time, maybe we'll talk about some wacky bar concert stories. Oh, yeah. That's always a treasure trove of just interesting shit. Share some of the stories that we have. Robbie Williams, uh, Elton John. No shit. I I watched them. I was in the corner masturbating. Damn. That's a lie. (laughs) No, is that a true story or not? Find out. Find on the out next in the next episode, episode of this <laughs> sausage sizzle. Fuck. Hell. There you go. That's the odd and ending. <laughs> on that note. <laughs>